Welcome to Health University, the online classroom and podcast dedicated to empowering women and couples on their fertility, pregnancy, perimenopause, and emotional relationships journeys. I'm Dr. Susan Fox, a women's health expert with over 20 years of experience in helping women and couples navigate fertility challenges and heal their whole health and reproductive health. With compassion, clarity, and practical tips, our podcast episodes provide a wealth of information tailored to your unique needs. We're passionate about helping you understand your own body and its connection to mental, emotional, and spiritual well-being. I'd be honored if you would help me by taking a moment to rate and review our podcast on iTunes. Your positive feedback helps us reach more listeners who can benefit from our empowering and educational approach to fertility and holistic wellness. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Health University, still in the program of Your Fertile Health. Today's episode is about autoimmunity and the question of could autoimmunity be behind your fertility challenge? I'm reading some statistics here again. In 2021, the NIH reported that women have a fourfold increase in risk for autoimmune disease as compared to men. Some of the explanations as to why this might be so include sex hormones. I want to say, duh, estrogen wants to hold things. Uh, environmental factors, again, duh. And the microbiome, uh, which has become such an important conversation in our health and wellness industry to date. Our microbiome is critical to our uterine microbiome, our vaginal microbiome. So, so paying attention to the healthy flora and the signs that flora might be a little bit out of balance is pretty key. Back to stats. In 2022, the NIH reported that a high level of at least one autoantibody was detected in the majority of females with unexplained infertility. These include antithyroid, antiphospholipid, anti-gliadin, that's gluten, and anti-nuclear antibodies as most common. So the reason I bring this up is that we see a lot in our practice unexplained infertility, and it is one of the most painful and frustrating diagnoses a woman could get because what is she supposed to do with unexplained? She goes through a process of her IVF you know, stims and retrieval and embryos and they're beautiful. And then, you know, by day six or by day five, even they have just all failed or they're perfect. And the uterine lining looks perfect. The transfer goes beautifully and, and she's unable to either get pregnant or maintain a pregnancy. These are all signs for me on the natural medicine side to look for antibodies. And even if we don't find antibodies in labs, I look for symptoms that demonstrate probably insidious low-level antibody activity is likely to be happening. Some of those signs could include insomnia. They could include bloating. They could include pain, just either the PMS pain just before menstruation. Uh, they could include bowel habits that are really uh, sort of erratic and uncomfortable, some alternating diarrhea, constipation, just a, a, a you know a, an uncomfortable and inefficient void of of stool. Um, so when I see these things, 
Fatigue is another one. Uh, I, I, I say, you know, let's first look for labs. If we find labs that show antibody activity, you know, sometimes the medical doctor does need to actually prescribe, for instance, thyroid so that a woman is maintaining the same steady level of thyroid throughout her pregnancy because a drop in thyroid consequence to a thyroid attack by its by our own white blood cells can be a cause for recurrent miscarriage. So we we want to you know anticipate what could be happening and we want to remove what are known triggers. And the first known trigger is gluten. You've heard me say anti-gliadin antibodies are one of the ones that are that are uh, that are sought or, or searched for. Uh, that doesn't have to go all the way to celiac. Um, I just pretty much say to, to patients who are struggling with fertility, take out gluten. There are many ways to get grains, if that's what you want to include in your diet, that are not glutinous. Uh, we know it is a trigger. We know that the gliadin protein can be uh, uh, irritating to a gut lining. And then when the gut lining is irritated, it will inflame and then molecules, particles that should be too big to cross into the bloodstream, get into the bloodstream. And then the immune system sees it and targets it and says, ah, that protein looks like it could be thyroid tissue. It could be it could be a gut tissue. It could be eye tissue. It could be all kinds of things so that we're ending up with autoimmune against that tissue. Once the immune system has flagged that tissue, it's a theta complete. You don't undo that flag, but you can forever be in remission, so to speak, if you remove the triggers. In addition to gluten, we often say remove soy um, because soy can be a, a trigger for many as well, especially in the realm of Hashimoto's thyroid antibodies. Um, I will also say pay attention to stress because stress is something that's going to inflame our body when we get excess cortisol running from our adrenals in response to stress. Our their adrenals are doing what they're supposed to be doing, mind you. And cortisol is not a bad hormone; it is trying to do what is necessary to, you know, give us the fuel quickly to run from the saber-toothed tiger, which is the body's perceived response to stress. But this constant flood of cortisol is what becomes a little bit. Um, how shall I say? It weakens the immune system, and so here again, you've got this uh, this this permeability at the level of what's called the gut-associated lymphoid tissue, and you've and you've created this opportunity for particles to get into the bloodstream that should not get into the bloodstream. So, what kind of stress mitigation can you implement? If we, you know, I'm a Chinese medicine practitioner, so we, we we go back to you know the the movements of qigong and tai chi. Other, other, you know, uh, ancient natural medicines would be yoga. Certainly, we are designed to walk, and we're designed to walk in nature. We've now got modern day a whole um, movement going, if you will, pun intended, for circadian flow, where we want to be getting up at the at the sunlight. We want our eyes to be receiving the color rays of the sunlight that are important for getting up and beginning to fuel our bodies. That light is fuel as well. And it will appropriately raise cortisol to say, hey, let's get up and get going. 
We want to get our feet on the ground, as close to the ground as possible. There's a whole lot of argument taking place now in the scientific world as to whether grounding is just woo-woo or whether there is um, there is something to be said for it in terms of how it changes physiology. Personally, I say, think about times that you've been barefoot on the beach or had your feet in the grass. It just feels better. So the idea that it is uh, that it is not benefiting uh, our physiology seems a little unnatural to me, shall we say. Uh, certainly in the dead of winter, we need to be wearing our woolen socks and our rubber boots and so on and so forth. And the electromagnetic fields of the earth are still having a relationship with our body. But there's there's nothing to be said for just being completely in touch with the ground. So if if it serves you, if your if your environment allows it, just get your feet on the ground a little bit. And, and even if you if you're just thinking about Okay, I you know I know I'm wearing my my wool socks and my boots, but I'm really connecting my feet to the earth. We're beginning that mind body association with the earthing process. So that's the beginning of circadian flow. I'm gonna I'm going to uh, delve down that a little bit more deeply, and because I think it's important for the unexplained infertility, potentially autoimmune person, is to eat at proper times. We're designed to eat. You know, when we wake up in the morning, not necessarily the first minute we wake up. So I pretty much try to make it easy. And I say, eat at 8 a.m., 1 p.m., 6 p.m. and stop. So you give your body enough time to do its detoxification from 6 p.m. to 8 a.m. Obviously, there is a population, if, if you're having blood sugar dysregulation, if you've got a diabetic condition, follow your doctor's orders. But But keep in mind that grazing throughout the day and not giving your body time to use the fuel you've given it is a stressor of its own. So try to eat your three meals with a break between, a few hours break between. Give yourself that break during sleep time. Hopefully you are sleeping during night. I know some people have you know, night jobs and that's that's a whole different story. We'll go into that at another episode perhaps. But try to give yourself that break of fuel so your body's able to detoxify from the liver all the way to the brain. It goes through its own clock of detoxification during sleep time. So give it the time that it needs. Um, let's see, what else can I say about the autoimmune? Uh, there are certain supplements. I'm going to dare to uh, mention them here. But of course, the caveat being uh, work with a professional before going out to pick up every supplement that has ever been mentioned. I, I have lots of patients come in with bags full of supplements, some of which are actually contributing to her problem. But with the autoimmune person, we want to help temper those T cells. And I have found that a, a that, that uh, an amino acid called glutathione is a really wonderful way to just calm that, that uh, T cell. So I would add to the basic preconception kit, which by the way, is a prenatal that includes a methylated folic acid or a folate so that she can use the folic acid or folate. That includes a DHA or a vitamin E, and then that includes a, 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 a CoQ10, especially if she's having some difficulty. The CoQ10 will improve her mitochondrial function, and that she add a really good probiotic because once again, the microbiome is where we 
where we feed the the good flora of our bodies that are really the master conductors of communication for our hormones. So if we're if we're, we're having a, a a tendency toward more bad flora, if you will, candida, yeast, fungus, we really need to remove the the triggers for those sugar, alcohol, and we want to add the fibers of vegetables that will feed the good flora, but also just add some good flora, replenish it. So long-winded way of saying unexplained fertility may not actually be unexplained when looking through the lens of natural medicine. We can really consider that insidious, undetected autoimmune is likely playing a part. And frankly, even if it isn't, Everything that I just mentioned is only good for you. So why not? Well, you heard the bell. Class is dismissed. Your health journey is unique. And I'm here to support you every step of the way. To continue your progress, here are a few pieces of homework for you. One, take the Your Fertility Quiz at yourfertilityquiz.com. Discover your personalized solutions by answering just a few simple questions. It's a great way to gain insight into your health needs and find the next steps to achieve your goals. Two, schedule a fertility assessment call. Connect with our team of experts through a brief personal call where we will dive deeper into your health goals and provide personalized recommendations to help you achieve them. Three, enroll in the program that is right for you. Explore our range of online programs designed to be accessible, holistic, and tailored to your specific needs. With our programs rooted in traditional Chinese medicine and functional medicine, we help you find patterns that may have caused imbalances, how to correct them, and restore your health. And don't forget to stay connected with us on social media. Follow Health University on Instagram at Dr. Susan Fox for inspiration, tips, and updates on the latest developments in wellness and holistic health.